0: The Toronto Raptors are under 500 for the first time in seven years since the NBA season has kicked off. Lots to discuss today coming off of Christmas Day. Before we do, be sure to check out ballandroll.com for the best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com for the hottest basketball merch on the web. Let's get down to business. Kevin, your team got blown out on opening night and you fired off some very depressing tweets mid-game. How are you doing today, sir? How was your Christmas?
1: What the heck, Richard? Well what, what was that? I, you know what, this is Richard. This is because Raptors lost, and no. they, the second half everything fell apart. They went three for 20, three for twenty six in the second half from three. We'll talk ah. more about it. This is you lashing out, Richard. This is more about you than me. As a, as a Chicago Bulls fan, of course, you know I wanted to win, but at the same time, it, meh, we lost. It's okay. We lost to a formidable opponent. That's the new and reformed uh, uh, Golden State Warriors out in Atlanta. Okay, hey, I'm fine with it. You know, it's okay. It's all good. But I'm doing good, man. Yo, Christmas was absolutely blessed. Had a great time with the fam. You know, a lot of gifts, a lot of good food, uh, things like that. So yeah, I- I'm doing good, Rich. How you doing? I'm doing okay. I I wasn't lashing out. If anything, great you
0: sound. Time. But uh, John.
2: Well, I, I'm ready to lash out because that Raptors game was sad. Like, come on, man. You just see Fred Van Fleet bricking all these shots after his contract, you know, extension. And then OG Ananobi, he had a pretty lackluster game from, I guess, expectations of a lot of Raptors fans that were expecting him to pop off the season. And you still can see him pop off, but the thing is, is it wasn't the ideal game to have in game one but you know it's one game of 72 there's still a lot of season left to play and as much as i want to read into it and start to panic like everyone else is i i do know that we gotta play the long game with all of our team and our players so in in the long run i don't think this will matter that much
0: wait john are you reacting to one
2: game Oh, I almost did. I, I was very mad. Like, if we recorded this right after that game, you'd probably hear me rant a lot about, you know, certain things. Like, now now that I think about it a couple days later, I, I can't remember what I was angry about. But if you asked me then there in the moment, I'd probably have a couple things to complain about.
1: Okay. I mean, like, to be yeah, fair, but- to advocate for John over here and his – Adequate reaction, not over over reaction. If we scale the season right now off this one game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Oh,
1: it doesn't look good for the Raptors, okay? No yeah, seeing the, the Raptors the- are technically on an 0 72 pace right now. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look good. Now seeing that you guys are tied for the 10th spot in the East, right? right? Does it does it does it warrant tanking already? Or <laughs>
2: Well, maybe not. I mean, we, we got a chance to get to 500 today versus the Spurs, so we'll have to see.
0: So, let, since we're on the topic now, let's just go over everything that went terribly wrong for the Raptors. <laughs> it was a 72-game season. Let's go in a circle. Uh, John, you can, you can rant first. Go ahead. I'm doing fine. I don't know what's wrong.
2: Well, the thing is with the Raptors is, I don't think they played particularly bad anyways until the second half cuz they were really locking down the Pelicans in the first half. Zion Williamson was looking very uncomfortable throughout the most of the game until yeah. the third quarter. You know, Raptors just started missing shots from 3. A lot of open looks weren't going down and then, you know, that just made everything fall apart. The defense started to collapse. Brandon Ingram was suddenly getting whatever the hell he wanted on the offensive end. And the Raptors, they just looked shook. And Jack Armstrong said it on the broadcast. He said that, you know, he kept mentioning the presence of a guy like Serge Ibaka that would be able to get some points in an offensive drought like the Raptors were experiencing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, missing that sort of steady presence on the team, there wasn't really anybody that stood out in that role for the Raptors in that game. So Fred Van Fleet, for example, he only had nine points. If he scores like maybe 18, 19 points, then the game's a little bit closer. You know, Chris Boucher is that guy that's supposed to step into that Serge Ibaka role. But he had 12 points, which, to be fair, he looked pretty good in the minutes he played. But, you know, we need that guy that's going to score 15 to 18 a night that Mm -hmm. Serge Ibaka had in order to be competitive with other teams in the East or Pascal Siakam needs to score 25 points a game or Kyle Lowry needs to score 20-22. So, and, and it's just, I don't know if it's sustainable to think that Pascal is going to be a 25-point scorer this season or Kyle Lowry at 35 years old is going to be a 22-point scorer. And we don't even know if Fred Van Fleet's ceiling is, uh, you know, like a 20-point scorer every night yet. Mm-hmm. And I I forgot to mention Norman Powell. He only had 12 points that game, too. So, you know, as much as I want to overreact, like I was saying, it's only game one. There's going to be a lot of rust still to Mm -hmm. work out. And let's not forget, the Raptors did play deep into the bubble. They went to seven games in the second round. So Mm -hmm. there could still be some fatigue there uh, for not having a full offseason of recovery. But... Uh Regardless, I mean, I think the Raptors will be okay because a lot of their sets they were running in terms of off-ball stuff looked really good. Nick Nurse did mention that the Raptors missed OG Ananobi on a couple cuts, and I- I'm just gonna say that maybe Chris Finch had a had a new emphasis on the offense mm-hmm. with getting guys like Pascal new looks off off of the ball and yeah. OG Anunoby. So that stuff looks very promising
0: mm mm-hmm. And I mean, you say the the Raptors look good for the first half. They didn't look good the second half, which is half the game. um but yeah, i I wouldn't overreact too much to one game. Um, there was an abbreviated preseason. Norman Powell didn't look good, but Norman Powell was also coming off the Covid protocol, So I mean, I feel like you have to kind of temper your expectations because. A lot of these guys just didn't, just didn't have a ton of time to warm up in preseason. It was just all so quick and done on the fly. Like, look at Golden State. Like Kelly Oubre, the most gorgeous person on the planet, is struggling because I'm gonna just blame the abbreviated preseason. Like same thing with the Raptors. You gotta give you gotta give it a little bit of time. Um, I I thought it was good to see Pascal Siakam put together a pretty nice game after the bubble experience he had. I didn't think Kyle Lowry looked too bad. I thought defensively the Raptors didn't look too terrible. Um, Especially in the first half, they looked pretty good. Um, But then, I mean, you expect more from Fred Van Vliet. With OG Ananobi, it's kind of always been this issue with him that a lot of the times he's just so passive, I feel. And you just kind of see it so often and you see it again in, in the first game of the season. Uh, but that being said, I think the Raptors are going to be fine, and um, if they don't, we can tank, which is what Kevin suggested at the very beginning of the of the show, right, Kev? Yeah, I mean, see, the, the
1: tanking is an art. It's a true yeah. art. You can't you you can't commit to it later in the season because mm-hmm. then some other teams have already perfected that art form and yeah. they're already deep in tanking process. Well, right? Kevin, like, it be early. Seeing that you were tied with. Uh, sh- no, Chicago, Washington, New York. This is the time to tank. Well, Kev, to play devil's advocate,
2: you okay. say you
0: have to perfect it from the very beginning of the season. The New York Jets were literally going to get the first overall pick, and they were just doing everything they can to secure it until game 13 of a seven of a 16 game season.
1: So, Rich. We need, we need to start a football podcast because there's a lot I could go into there. I think there is a deep-rooted conspiracy theory over here where the Jets actually wanted somebody else. And this was seeded to me from one yeah. of our mutual friends, a Wendy. That, that's yeah. what, but it all makes sense. Anyways, we'll do. We'll save that for a future football podcast. But getting back to the Raptors,
0: yeah. the right?
1: action is needed. That's what makes a true sports fan. You have to overreact to every little thing. Mm-hmm. When you see like a dumb foul that wasn't supposed to be there, you overreact. That's what makes a sports fan. So uh, let's allow it. Okay. But Boucher, I remember making a a wager before the season started. What was it? 15, seven and three blocks. I mean, let's just say in 14 minutes, having 12 points, five boards and two blocks. That's pretty good. He's on track. Give him more minutes. Boucher could Uh produce. Boucher was one one of the very few guys on the team who had a positive plus minus. Okay. Let's, that okay boucher is, is the answer but again it's so early and rich you nail you were so accurate with the whole uh abbreviated uh, preseason it, the mm-hmm. preseason is very important for a team like raptors who has who have a lot of new pieces you know where you need to move things around trying to find a true identity in certain positions one being the big man position you guys lost two of the key big men uh which helped you in the past two years in the playoff run championship run all that right losing that now you have a big man roster uh, with like Aaron Baines Chris Boucher uh, I think that's it right Aaron Baines and Chris Boucher really so now we're trying to figure out exactly how to use them. What are the rotations to work? Things like that. And mm-hmm. that's all it is. Baines is very useful. He, he can stretch the floor, hit a shot every once in a while, but also he's very good defensively as well. And he has a high IQ player. I mean, he is a high IQ player, but Boucher is still raw athletic, but he still has a lot of talent. I am a true believer in Boucher. That's why I picked him on my fantasy drops. And that's why he's already paying off a little by little. It's still early. That that's that's the whole thing, you know. Guy Raptors, I think, are propped off to be in the playoffs. I I don't see a, a reason why they would miss the playoffs. But um, once they do make the playoffs, I don't know how far they will go. In order for them to go far, for Van Lede after getting paid he has to do better he can i hope this is not a consistent thing i hope this is a one off where he comes out and sh- puts up only 9 points in 29 minutes like that that shouldn't happen for a guy who got paid how much ever he did right now og is supposed to have us a, a, a year to step up right now this is a year to step up but putting yeah. up 8 in 36 minutes not good and i don't i know we don't go a, a lot based off points per game or anything like that but at the same time points win games like you have to have more points than the other team to win games That's just breaking it down to the score of the game. And in order to do that, (laughs) a guy who plays 36 minutes needs to score more than eight points. Kyle Lowry did what he had to do. Siakam did what he had to do. But next is the perimeter defensive uh, schemes that you guys have run. You can't have Lonzo Ball just come out wet from the three. You can't have J.J. Redick wet from the three. And then, um, you know, uh, Brandon Ingram, he's going to get us points. That's fine. You're going to love that. But the one positive part from the defensive side that you guys had against that game is that if you look at Zion's trend this year so far, he's been scoring about 20 points. He had 20 points, 30 points, and then yesterday against Miami, he had like 31 or 32, right? He mm-hmm. gets his points, and that's against a good defensive team, Miami Heat, right? You were able to hold him to 15 points, which is really good, which is really good. But now it's spreading out to the corners, shutting down those threes. Don't let guys like JJ get hot. Don't let guys like Lonzo get hot. Like, you can't allow that. So yeah, those are the few keys that needs to be worked on. But at the same time, like all in all, one loss, who cares? There's still 71 games remaining. Let's start running the tables right now. That that yeah,
0: that's- yeah we uh, definitely gotta start running the table now that we're 0-1. Um, yeah. But that being said, like there's like every game, there's some negatives, there's some positives. Oj and Adobe definitely has to step up. I was obviously something that I've liked. From OG in this uh, last game was his defense. Um, like we, we saw OG take a take on Zion a bunch. We saw him have to cover Brandon Ingram a little bit. And I, honestly when Zion, when, um, whenever OG was on the ball, I thought he did really, really well defensively, which is what OG is known to, to do. He's one of, in my mind, one of the elite perimeter defenders in the NBA. Um, I know Kevin mentioned Chris Boucher um, and he had a nice game personally i'm still skeptical about chris boucher just I, I i understand kevin that he's a good fantasy piece but in a real game i just really worry about uh what we're going to see from chris boucher in extended minutes just because he's just so undisciplined defensively like if i if i was to pump fake right now chris boucher would come crashing through my ceiling to try to block my shot yeah. so that's do you know
1: the- why do you know why but- there's a why
0: yeah, because
1: he he's very raw. He started no, playing very it. late. That's not he, it. He he knows that coming into the game, he only has 14 minutes or 15 minutes. So in those minutes, he has to put up a highlight tape in order for him to get more minutes. That's, no, no, he's Kev. A peacock, Richard. Let him fly. He's a Kev, peacock.
0: Kev, if he was playing more disciplined, he would get more minutes. Because
1: he, that that's where you're wrong. He's a peacock. You're treating hef. him like a
0: chicken. Yes, he, I understand where you're coming from. He gets you two to three blocks a night, but he also bites on 20, 20 different pump fakes in the process. <laughs>
1: that that helps Hassan Whiteside secure, like, almost a $100 million contract with Miami Heat. Yeah. <laughs> so? Yeah. But,
0: um anyways um, a question before we move on from the Raptors obviously only one game um, something I was kind of curious about and we'll get back to you John here the Raptors played a very tight rotation in game one we didn't see any Terrence Davis who played pretty well in, in the preseason we didn't see any Malachi Flynn the Raptors first overall pick who played really well in the preseason we didn't see any Alex Len so Chris Boucher got a little bit of a run so I was just wondering moving forward what do we expect to see from nick nurse and his rotation because we didn't see a ton of different guys you only saw like five minutes of deandre bembry um so what do you think we're going to be seeing from nick nurse moving forward with his rotations
2: well i think nick nurse has always been a coach that's gone to the guys that he really trusts the most Mm -hmm. so even last season before he had to go deep into his rotation due to injuries he really was just using his best seven eight guys consistently and on heavy minutes so Mm -hmm. I think Nick Nurse is still trying to get a feel for his roster you know like you guys were saying we had to deal with a pretty short offseason and you know abbreviated preseason so Mm -hmm. I don't think Nick Nurse has really gotten the time to you know get comfortable with most of you know the new additions to the team Mm
1: -hmm. so guys
2: like uh, DeAndre Bambry for example you know, Malachi Flynn, he did look phenomenal phenomenal in the preseason, but you know that was just a couple games. So we we still don't know what he did in practice and whatnot. So I, I expect Nick Nurse to go into his ro deeper into his rotation soon, maybe in like a week or two once he knows what he can get out of his new additions. But I I, I mean, guys like Alex Len he can probably provide a little bit of rebounding and like rim protection off the bench. But I don't expect him to get big minutes on this team unless there's an injury to a guy like Aaron Baines or Chris Boucher. So mm-hmm. I don't expect him to get too many minutes this season. And in terms of Terrence Davis, I was actually surprised that Matt Thomas got more minutes than Terrence Davis because if you look at Terrence Davis just on the basketball side, he's definitely a better defender than Matt Thomas is. Mm-hmm. Cause he's just a little bigger and a little more athletic, but yeah, Matt Thomas being put over Terrence Davis was a little bit of a surprise to me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. But at the same time, Matt Thomas did put together some nice minutes shooting the ball, but For I, sure. I, like, I, I did find it a little weird that we didn't see any Terrence Davis run time in this game. I thought we would, we would see a little bit of Malachi Flynn, I guess not. Um, but Moving on, Kev. Before mm-hmm. we talk about Christmas Day, yes, we got to talk about your team, Kev. What happened?
1: I mean, what do you mean? What
0: happened? It's uh, this is one of the
1: things I'm not over- Kevin,
0: Kevin, Kevin, what? Lashing out. You're being
1: defensive. You were down 35 points at one point. And no, we were down 40 points. 40 was the biggest lead. <laughs> what happened, Kev? Well, we lost by 20. That's a positive at the end of the day. No, See, we I, I want you to know I'm not defensive. I'm accepting of what happened. You know we lost to the new Golden State Warriors. Like a lot of the Hawks can come and shoot the lights out because they have the firepower to do so. All right. Yeah. They they are a true force to reckon with in the East. That's understandable. You know. So what we so what if we lost to uh, right now tied for the number one spot in the East team. Uh-huh. So what? Sorry. You know, it was a David versus Goliath moment, and this time David just fell down and bruised his knee. It's fine. We're going to get up and throw that sling eventually, but that's down in the uh, down in the season. Let's worry about that later. But talking about this game, Hawks yes. came on shooting. Trey Young shot the lights out from everywhere. So he scored 37 points. What are you going to do about it? He's a really good player. That's why he was drafted that high, all right? John Collins, very effective. Danilo Gallinari, like, they made some really good moves this offseason, which allowed for Trey Young to, you know, play more, do what he do uh, does best, because they sp- space the floor a lot. Like, Kevin Herder, he shoots better. Bogdanovich, he shoots really well, so it's fine. But on Chicago's side, uh-huh. there there was a lot of discipline issues, and that, that's what's going to happen with a young team. And seeing that it's Billy Donovan's first regular season te- game with us, He's going to take notes from this, adjust, and see how we can uh, get better as the season goes by. One thing I can guarantee is that we're going to have a better season than last year. That's the, that's where I'm setting the bar. And I'm going to be happy as, as long as we get close to that, right? I mean, bright spots from this game was Laurie Markkinen. Laurie Markkinen, you know, we, I was very concerned coming into this. I had guys in uh, uh, Twitter telling me he's a bust, uh, but he had 21 points. He was... Some of his three-point shots looked beautiful. He just waited in the corner. Ball got to his hand. It went with a uh, defender on his face. He was wetting it, and it was nothing but but net. So I was happy. Patrick Williams, a rookie with a bright spot, 16 points. 16 points. That's pretty good. That's better than Anthony Edwards in his opening game. Okay, Defensively as well, he looked good. Zach Levine, of course, he's scoring. But the two bad things from this game was Kobe White and Wendell Carter Jr., Both of those guys, after the game, they admitted, hey, I could have done better. I was uh, not playing as hard as I should. So, you know, they understand. They're holding themselves responsible. And I can see my team maturing in front of my eyes. And I'm happy, Richard. I'm happy from what I'm seeing. It was a loss, but that's fine. We need these losses in order to get the next step. That's what's happening right now.
0: How do you feel about Cristiano Felicio not getting any minutes?
1: See, Cristiano Felicio... He, you know, he he's like the he's the hidden gem. We use him uh-huh. only. He's a, he's a weapon of mass destruction. You don't use a weapon of mass destruction in every battle. You use it when it when you're backed against the corner. All right. So that's why we're gonna reserve him till we need to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, happy. Did you catch any of that game? By the way. Sorry. Did I catch did any you- of that game? No. Oh my goodness, Richard! I thought we were boys. I watched Dallas Cowboys games till now. For you, I'm sorry. I, I, I,
0: when I, when I finished what I was doing, I checked the score, and you're down 30. So I'm sorry.
1: Richard. We were down 40, and we lost by 20. No big deal. We, uh-huh. you know, scored. We, we outscored Bruno Fernando, uh, mm-hmm. 25 to 13 in the fourth quarter. No big deal. Good for you guys. Um, so move.
0: <laughs> Moving on here. Yesterday was Christmas Day. Um I feel like hopefully we Ooh. don't react too much, but I feel like we can draw some things from the first few days of the season. Uh One thing in particular, the Brooklyn
1: What's Nets, look really good. Rich, Rich, time out. What's that? What's that? that? Before we jump into the Christmas things, I have a few so, uh, Christmas trivia for you guys. Have me. I'm cool. Okay. Okay. Which team holds the record for most Christmas appearance day, uh, Christmas Day appearances? Uh, the Lakers.
2: Yeah, it's got to be Lakers.
1: I'll give you three options: Celtics, Knicks, or Lakers.
2: Lakers. Oh, I think I want to change mine to the Knicks.
1: Richards? I'm gonna stick with the Lakers. John, you're correct. It's the Knicks. Knicks have the lead. Okay, uh, I had a feeling. Or which player holds the record for most points scored in a Christmas day game? Uh LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, or Bernard King?
2: Bernard King.
1: Our King. Bernard King. Okay. Good job. Good job. Okay. N- Name the two teams who've never played a Christmas day game. The oh.
2: Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Yeah. And the Sacramento Kings.
0: No, no. no. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets and the um, Detroit Pistons, Minnesota Timberwolves. No. No, no. They Kevin Garnett must have played in one. Let me think. Yeah, so uh, I think, I
1: think um, uh The the in, with New Orleans. The Indiana Pacers. No. Reggie is, Miller. Yes. Yeah, Reggie, Reggie Christmas Easter Day
2: games. West,
1: Easter West. West. The,
2: the Memphis Grizzlies?
1: Memphis Grizzlies. Ding ding ding. Charlotte Hornets and Memphis Grizzlies. Damn, um, dang, bro. poor Pal Gasol. Which, poor Mark which player Gasol. holds Yeah. Mm? Which which player holds the record for most Christmas Day appearances? Patrick oh. Ewing, Ron James, or Kobe Bryant?
2: Kobe.
0: Wait, but I, I I feel like Dwayne Wade had more, and so did
1: Udonis Haslam. I'm going to give you uh, three options in which one of the options is the correct answer. Okay. Kobe Bryant yeah. LeBron James. I'm going to go with LeBron James. Kobe Bryant's the correct answer. Good job, John. Let's go. John, you're today. Anyways, oh, uh, thank you to the Score app for sponsoring that. Anyways, wait, let's go to the next one. Wait, that's it? There has to be more. No, no, that's it, Richard. Sorry. Like, go we on. have this... We have the Christmas Day games to talk about, Richard. Sorry. I didn't want to I, I didn't realize this was a trivia show. I
0: can't I, I can't go out like this. Okay. <laughs> um Christmas Day yesterday. Um as I was saying earlier, the Brooklyn Nets have looked really, really good. They slapped essentially the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. So let's see. The Clippers, they also played really well. They look good. The Lakers got their first win the other day. The Golden State Warriors looked terrible. Absolutely terrible. What are our conclusions so far from uh, Christmas Day? Like, what are we drawing from that? Uh, let's start with you, John.
2: Well, as a whole, I feel like that was the most boring Christmas Day basketball games that were ever played, ever, I guess. I mean, I wasn't alive to see maybe half of what the league has done on Christmas Day, but... From what I've seen throughout the years, Christmas Day was supposed to be that day where you see marquee matchups, close games. You know, when I think about some of my memories over Christmas Day watching basketball, I think of Derrick Rose hitting that game winner over the Lakers. You know, that close one we had a couple of years back between the Cavs and the Warriors. But yesterday was just, my God, I fell asleep for three of the games. I think I fell asleep versus uh, the Nets versus Celtics. Game, Mm -hmm. which was a close game until the third quarter when uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving just literally took over. But I even fell asleep versus the Mavericks and Lakers game. Yeah, it was terrible. And then in terms of the Warriors, they just don't have any good defense. Like, goddamn. They just let Chris Middleton completely take them to the woodshed and torch them. Mm -hmm. Like, man. So when I think about the Warriors, I think they do miss a presence like Draymond Green on the court because he is their defensive leader. And while he has sort of regressed over the years, I still think he's that presence that really helps out the team defense overall. But, you know, James Wiseman has looked pretty good. Andrew Wiggins has looked terrible. Like, Mm -hmm. man, he's missing these really easy hook shots in the lane and he's missing stuff at the rim, too. Same with Kelly Oubre. He's not really doing too well, either. And there's a lot of talk about Steph Curry just being one of the greatest complimentary players ever, but not being able to lead a whole team. And Mm -hmm. I can't say I fully agree with that statement because first and foremost, I think Steph Curry is just playing with some really bad support right now. Like his team is not playing the best around him. And you can't not not every player is able to elevate a team like a guy like LeBron James. If you put LeBron James on this Warriors team right now, they're a playoff team. But Seth Curry's not LeBron James. He needs to have a system around him in order to be successful. So I really think it just comes down to his teammates playing a little bit better, and then we'll see this Warriors team's potential. They can still be a playoff team, but as of now, it's not looking good, and Mm -hmm. they got to find someone to step up.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what happens once Draymond Green comes back. Just like at the very least to provide them some defense, but they've looked they've looked terrible. And it's not just the defense. The shooting has looked terrible. Steph Curry hasn't looked that good, um but that being said, all of the attention um has essentially been on him because nobody else is hitting any shots. Like um Kelly Oubre has looked terrible, Andrew Wiggins has looked terrible. So it's very interesting um, to see what's going to happen with the Warriors, especially because they spent so much money and have gone so far over the luxury uh, over over cap just to have Kelly Oubre there. Um, but other than that, I thought I thought Christmas Day was pretty good. If you're a gambler, I didn't have to oh, worry. Yes. I didn't have to worry for a second. It All was, the favorites covered. It was All
1: favorites covered.
0: Oh yeah, it was great. It was. It went exactly
1: how it was supposed to. There, there wasn't a single game, uh uh-huh. closer than thirteen points. Of, oh, but yeah. uh, deficit. It was beautiful. I, I loved it. I, it's the best day to be a uh, Joe Schmo taking uh-huh. you know, who's favorited and yeah. parlaying everything. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. But mm-hmm. talking about Golden State, okay. Golden State is a car. Steph Curry is the engine, just like every other superstar. They're the engine. But if you take the wheels away, if you take the keys away, if you take the steering wheel away, the car is not going to move. And you can't blame the engine for it. It's just it's just the circumstances that they're put in, okay? It, it sucks. But also talking about Christmas Day games as well. It's way too close to the beginning of the season. We used to get Christmas Day games, you know, uh, at least like a month. What was it? Two Two months in or so? Two months in or so. At that point, guys are warmed up. Guys are going at full speed. And teams have found their identity. The rotations are set, set. Things like that. That's the benefit. This is way too early, and that's why we're seeing this. Uh, that's all it is. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm with you, Rich. It was a it was a good day. Some overs hit, even though people were t- seeing unders. Overs hit. There was high scoring. Uh, favorite teams covered. I loved Christmas. Christmas Santa came early. Dude, it it was
0: it was phenomenal. Like I've made I made some. I've made random bets and even they hit. I had um I had uh what's his name? a rookie on Golden State, James Wiseman. I had James Wiseman to uh combine for over seventeen point five like points and rebounds and like he essentially did that almost in the first qu- in the first quarter. So yeah. So I've been, I was living like, it's like everything I touched turned to gold yesterday. It was, it was phenomenal. We need more days like that in our, in our lives.
1: Um well, but, I took the La La Land package last night. The what? And uh, the La La Land package, anything that had to do with LeBron James, Anthony no. Davis, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, all of it hit. And yes. Lakers won, they covered. Clippers won, they covered. It was a beautiful day. Yeah. Meanwhile, John's sleeping.
0: We're having the time of our lives.
2: <laughs> hey, man, I like good basketball.
0: <laughs> good, good basketball is only the basketball that covers, John. Yes. That's Hold fair. Up. That's fair. But, okay, uh, let's not talk too much about the Warriors because they're terrible. But let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets real quick because I don't know if a lot of people expected them to just click like this right away. But. Dude, Kevin Durant looks exceptional. Kyrie Irving looks phenomenal. And like, is this are are the Brooklyn Nets like immediately the team to beat in the Eastern Conference now?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. They they were already a pretty good team before. I mean, they they made the playoffs the past I don't know two three years. Last mm. uh, year they scraped scraped through and they 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 tried their best, but still like adding a Kevin Durant who looks like prime Kevin Durant. It doesn't look like his Achilles was gone. Like He's balling now. Kyrie Irving's dropping threes like it's none of their business. Maybe the sage works. Maybe we should all be saging. But... Mm-hmm. And it's not even them. It's their role players beside them who's allowing them to play like that. Like Chris mm-hmm. coming off the bench and putting up 10 points or something like that, it's useful for a guy like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving because they have you know, a lot of pressure is on them. Spencer mm-hmm. can show up every once in a while. You know, Joe Harris can show up every once in a while. They can really stretch the floor. DeAndre mm-hmm. Jordan is doing what they need to. And of course, we can't we can't go by talking about Brooklyn Nets without talking about their sleeper player of the year, which is Jeff Green. Jeff Green comes in, puts in positive <laughs> plus minus every single time, you know, puts uh-huh. up two four boards useful. Very useful two points, very useful four boards. Um, mm-hmm. it's, they're a team to reckon, be reckoned with. Oh, I yeah. mean, going down to also their coaching staff. Gosh, he's calling timeouts in moments where like people are like, oh, this is a crazy time to call a timeout. But there is probably a reason behind it, like just telling the players just to anchor down, continue playing the way you are, whatever it is. And they look amazing, man. They might end up in the finals this year.
0: Yeah, no. I I feel like this is this is finally the year where Jeff Green's going to break out. Like if he didn't have those two points, the I mean the Brooklyn Nets would have just won 121 to 95, which is a completely different ball game. Um but I mean, you look at this Brooklyn Nets team and they're so deep. Like mm-hmm they're starting like jared allen coming off the bench played really well almost put poured in a double double like lavert like they brought in laundry landry, landry shamit from the clippers um jeff green is obviously in in my heart he's going to be a star one day like torian prince um who had probably the best quote in march madness history about how rebounds work exactly. um uh, like Ooh. tlc this is a dude who play like 30 minutes a game for them last year in the playoffs. He's playing two minutes for them this year. That just shows just how different this Brooklyn Nets team is now than what they were last year. Like Tyler Johnson's at the very end of their bench, you know? Like there's so much depth here. And like there's there's been talk about them going out after like James Harden. And like you watch them these first two games and you're just like, why? They don't need to do anything. Like right now they they can go – 10, eleven men deep, and like Rodion Cruuchs is like their thirteenth man right now. that guy was I, I feel I feel like he was starting against the Raptors in the playoffs just
1: like two two three it's months ago.
2: yeah
1: was as raptors and he he
0: didn't even get a minute yeah, it's insane yeah. i I think the Brooklyn Nets are really good at basketball and it's it's really good to see Kevin Durant back because missed last year with a torn Achilles dude he is so so good at basketball it's really good to see um it's very good to see Kevin Durant back um but let's see what what are, what other are other thoughts do we have so far guys from um uh, the early early season so far
2: well Damn I think not- like I think with the Nets I mean I don't think anyone expected them to click this early but They were always going to be super talented, like you guys were saying. And Mm -hmm. they are a deep team. But I think people forgot just how good Kyrie Irving has been these Mm -hmm. last couple of years. I mean, he's super talented. And it's oftentimes he's made the problem of these teams that don't get to the playoffs or or don't get to the the finals, I would say. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't want to defend Kyrie because I still don't agree with what he said earlier in the season about not talking to the media. But I do understand that he is made the villain oftentimes. So to see him get a little bit of uh, justice and a little bit of credit in terms mm-hmm. of his play on the court, is it's good to see. And seeing Kevin Durant back pretty much 100% is also really cool because mm-hmm. I got him on my fantasy team and I need him to pull his weight. So there's that. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't want to be like a... A guy that says, oh, I told you so. But I I did pick the Nets to win win the championship this year. And with all, all these sets that they're running, like, man, they're running their own version of the seven seconds or less offense. Just Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant bringing up the ball and popping a three right away with all the weapons they have on this team. I think they could do it. Mm hmm.
0: John is overreacting big time today. Oh, no, no, no.
2: <laughs> Two games was,
0: into the season, he's he's going off on the Raptors playing terribly. He thinks the Brooklyn
1: Nets are a lock for the finals. I like, mean, out of the East, they seem to look the best coming out of the East right now.
2: Yeah, and they're only going to get better.
1: Yeah, like, I, I, I still, I'm, I'm, I
0: still want to see what um, a team like the Bucks will look like in a in a few months i want to see what the heat are going to look like in a few months i want to see what the celtics are going to look like in a few months i'm also curious still about the the sixers um i think the raptors are definitely gonna they're gonna see a little bit of a drop off from last year obviously because while other and i feel like we should expect that just because while other teams prioritize winning this year i feel like the raptors prioritize cap flexibility for 2021 um so i think there's still a I, I think the East got a lot better, so I, I'm hesitant to say that the Brooklyn Nets are a lock so far. They have looked really, really good, but I'm hesitant to say that they're a lock because yeah. I, I think that I think the Bucks came out yesterday and looked exceptional. Um, I think the Heat have are going to be um, kind of looked down upon all all year, um, but I'm I'm kind of curious to see what happens to
1: some of these teams. No, I'm not. I'm not saying the Brooklyn is a lock, but I I agree with John. Like I can see John's argument. They mm-hmm. made one of the best cases to be the lock of the year. But oh, yeah. yeah, Miami Heat he looks good. Uh, but my only concern is Duncan Robinson. He shows up for regular season, but how is that going to translate towards the playoffs? Like dude showed up yesterday. I think it was a, what was a six threes or twelve something like that in the first half, which yeah, was but, I mean, like the, the first quarter. Quarters. Yeah, and then uh, Mars Leonard in the starting lineup too. He was wetting it. Uh, Jimmy Butler was finding everybody. Dude, Precious Precious can ball. Precious is like a cheap version, but like not that cheap version of Bam out of Bayou. Like he plays really well. And like Okpala, Okwala, they haven't even been using him as much, but he's very, very good. Like they they have a very good team. Uh but at the same time, like Brooklyn's firepower, I don't know if anybody in the East can match it. Exactly thing yep. like i'm sure other teams can score but like dude brooklyn can I, I i truly believe if brooklyn's put against like a bum team they can score 200 in a game cuz they have the shooting firepower for it
2: that's yeah and th- that's exactly my reasoning why i want to lock them in with only two games played by most teams so far in the season is that when it comes down to the playoffs it it always matters if you have talent how much talent do you have? And can you out-talent your opponent? So, I think the Nets, they can out-talent pretty much anyone in the East. Maybe mm-hmm. the Bucks are probably the ones that are the best match. And I think the only teams that can really match them in the whole NBA would be the Clippers and the Lakers. So, yeah. that makes me very confident in the Nets being a lock for at least making the finals, in my eyes. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Well, that's... Um- Let's talk about the Lakers and the Clippers for for a second here. Um, Two games for both of them. The Clippers have looked really, really good um, in both their games. They beat the Lakers. They beat the Nuggets in a revenge game. Um, And honestly, I feel like the Clippers just look a little more focused this year just after the embarrassment they faced inside of the bubble. So I'm just curious to get your thoughts on both those teams right now. Like LeBron hasn't looked exceptionally great um through two games while the Clippers have just looked really really dominant
2: well again it's um it is overreaction season but gotta remember that the Lakers were the team that made it all the way to the finals won the whole thing they played Mm -hmm. the most games last season so they're obviously going to be a little bit rusty but Mm -hmm. I wasn't expecting LeBron James to have a big big season this season anyway because He's got his eyes on his fifth championship. He doesn't really care what happens in the regular season. He just needs to get to the playoffs, and that's where he's going to do his work. So I think Anthony Davis is going to take a larger role in the offense for the regular season anyway. And we saw that a little bit last game versus the Mavericks, shooting Mm -hmm. a lot more threes this season, too. So I'm not worried about LeBron James. I mean, Mm -hmm. no one has to worry about LeBron James unless you drafted drafted him on fantasy. But... You know, the Clippers, on the other hand, they did look very dominant in their first two games, and mm-hmm. I think it's also because their chemistry is just a little bit better this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talked about Sergio Ibaka being added to the Clippers a couple of podcasts ago, but he really is that presence that's going to be steady for the team. He's not going to be a montres Herald that's going to shake the waters. He's going to get along with his teammates,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: he's going to be steady. He's going to give you that shooting, that defense, mm-hmm. and that adi- that subtraction of Harold's production, the addition of Serge being a leader in the locker room and his production, I think it's overall very healthy for the Clippers.
1: Yeah, I mean more than anything, man. It's it's my uh, second fantasy football, uh, basketball team child, Paul George, who I picked up in the fifth round. Dude is putting up <laughs> second round round numbers, averaging 28.6 boards, and six assists in two games. Dude, he has working shoulders now. He has functional shoulders. He's able to put up shots, and that's really good for a team like Clippers. If Paul George can step up and be the primary scorer, then you know a guy like uh, Kawhi. Rich, I don't know what you're laughing at, but th- no, these are valid I mean, statements. I mean, it, it's it's good for anybody for someone to have working shoulders. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, let's just say like Kawhi Leonard, he's had to put a lot of uh, weight on his shoulders uh, when. Uh, comes to like the Clippers of the last year but this year what it allows him to do is like even if he's out with like I forgot how many stitches um in his mouth like a guy like Paul George can step in and carry the weight and you know Kawhi doesn't have to worry too much he can still come out and uh, play off the ball and does what he has to do he can control more of the defensive side like they look really good like Paul George is hitting shots from the three without any hesitation and he's wetting it you know, uh, all the supporting cast, they're stepping up and playing well. Kawhi, he's uh, more in the passing role, and he's doing really well. Clippers look really good, and I think this might be the year Clippers uh, kind of take over LA. And I hope that's the case, because I don't want LeBron to win another ring. I really don't. I'm one of the biggest LeBron haters. I can't stand it. So let's have the Clippers win this year. Um,
0: if, if there's one thing I can say there, just um, I think... Paul George got Paul George got a ton of heat last year rightfully so because of how much he got paid but I I feel like a lot of people forgot that he missed the first part of that season go, coming off of double shoulder surgery and like it it seems like he's finally healthy right now and he's playing really well and that's really good to see um but before we move into our football picks uh do we have any other thoughts on any teams um any, anything? Anything? stand out to you guys? Um, no, no, no.
1: Pelicans look sick. Um, Cleveland looks sick. Sick. Want to know right now? Champions. Um, what's, what what's oh, Pretty much it, man. John Morant. Uh, John Morant. Oh
2: yeah, John Morant was nice.
1: Uh-huh. Uh huh. Still holding back. Scale looks uh, to 72. win 172. Not looking good. Right. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, at this point over reaction time over reaction time that just like every other sports fan does give me your power rankings top five in the nba right now power rankings mm-hmm. um based up right now go ahead uh, I'll start with you.
0: Up, okay starting with me yes okay um i'm gonna go with from the very top so number one actually no let's start with uh let's start with number five so at number 5 I'm going to have um I'm, I'm going to write this down actually. Sure. Um overreacting. Um let's go with Let's go with the Atlanta Hawks at number at number 5.
2: Number 5?
0: Yeah, why not? Wow. Okay. Interesting. Um then number 4 I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Lakers. Okay. Um number 3 we're going to go with the, uh, um, number three, we're going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks.
2: Okay. okay.
0: Um, number two, we're going to go with the LA Clippers. Mm-hmm. And then number one, we're going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. Okay. We're so, good. Lakers,
1: Bucks, Clippers, Nets.
2: Okay. That's solid.
1: Not you go ahead. Are you going to do five points of each in one? Or one, two,
2: three, four, five. I'll go the opposite one, two,
1: three, four, five. I like that, Richard. Uh, uh, John, go ahead.
2: All right, so at number one, I got the Nets. Number two, I've got the Clippers. At number three, I have the. Ooh, I'm going to have to go with the Hawks for now. Number four, I'm going to go with the Suns. Okay. And then wow. at number five, I gotta go with uh, another undefeated team. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go with the 76ers. to
0: the sure. yeah. Suns. By the way, they haven't lost in like 200 days. That's
1: big. <laughs> They're on what is a nine and zero win streak right now. Yeah. That's that's good. Okay. Uh, but all, yeah, no, the Suns look Suns look really good. Like Chris Paul doesn't put up big numbers, but like. Still Bridges ahead. stepped up, stepped up, Aiton stepped up. Like they, they look good. Two, two point win, but still a win, a dub nonetheless. Okay, Cameron. my turn. I'm sorry, Cam. Who? Cameron that, Payne. Look good. I don't want to talk to you, Richard. This is why. This is why <laughs> we don't talk. This is sorry. why you and I we don't talk.
0: Sorry, so, am I, I, I meant Cam Cameron jo- uh, I meant uh, Cam Johnson, not Cam Penn. I, um, Yeah.
1: I don't even know who that is, Richard. Is he a good three point shooter? I wouldn't know. Like I know Tyler Hero is a better three-point shooter. Anyways, on to the next one. Uh, my number one is Brooklyn Nets. Uh-huh. Number two is the new Golden State Warriors Hawks. I think they should change okay. their Hawks to Warriors or Hawk Warriors. Something cool like that. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, I'm gonna go with the Clippers. Of course, two and zero makes sense. Number four, I'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with uh who should i go with oh no i'm not gonna take the sacramento kings number four damn bro this is so miami i'm gonna go with miami okay the rational uh choice Mm -hmm. uh number five unbiased of course chicago no i'm not gonna put chicago out there but i'm gonna put um the pelicans the pelicans number five okay that's our Power Five. All right. We can do that every week, <laughs> week during the season. <laughs> uh, week one of basketball, three games in, for, uh, two games in for most teams. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, some
0: <laughs> teams did not even play. <laughs> the Rockets and the Thunder are still waiting to play a game. Um, <laughs> I mean, Rockets played, didn't they? No, no, nah, Their
2: game got postponed.
0: Yeah, they're they're 14th and 15th in the Western Conference
1: right now, so they're on the outside looking in. I think Rockets rank worse just because their star player wants to leave. He he hit he hit him with an uh, Eric Bledsoe. I don't want to be here. Yeah, that's that's the that's the one. He's thing. coming out every day with two new teams because the last two teams he listed doesn't want him. Yeah. Or doesn't want to pay, pay the price.
0: Hmm. And okay. uh, yeah. Well, anyways, guys. Uh, as we wrap up, let's do our football picks. Before we do that, Ballandroll.com, your spot for the best basketball content on the web. Shop.ballandroll.com, your spot for the hottest basketball merch on the web. We got three games today, but let's look. Let's look towards tomorrow here. Kev, let's
1: start off with you. Oh, we're going with Sunday. Okay. Yeah, we're not going to talk about Saturday to tomorrow. Oh, we're going to put it out tomorrow. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Here we go. We got, um, okay, okay, I'm not prepared for this at all, but it's going to happen what? right now. The, the Rams Seahawks. The Rams versus Seahawks. The Rams usually are really good from a straight-out loss, but I'm going to mm-hmm. take the Seahawks over here minus one. I feel like Russell Wilson, he has something to prove. The Rams do, uh, do uh, they, they do have a good uh, defensive team, which Russell Wilson usually struggles a little bit against, but it's a one-point favorite. And I think that's going to go down to who's going to score more, and I think Seahawks can score more. So I'm going to take the Seahawks there. Next, we have um, the Colts versus Pittsburgh. The Colts versus Pittsburgh, um, this one's a little confusing because Pittsburgh, they're on a three-game losing streak after winning 11-0 and so far. The Colts, they have an incredible defense. So does Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a really good defense, too. But I'm going to take Pittsburgh over here just purely because Juju is not TikToking on the um, uh, on the logos in the mid- midfield anymore. So I trust that. That's mm-hmm. my second thing. We have Bengals versus Texans. Texans are favored by 7.5 points. Texans are home. Texans suck. Bengals are coming off beating one of the best teams in the league and Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay, uh, Ryan Finley looks like the next greatest quarterback of all time. <laughs> Joe Burrows, who I don't know who, forget Joe Burrows because we got Ryan Finley. We got one of those. Uh, I'm gonna take the Bengals plus seven point five against the Texans. Next we have oh, this one's tough. We got the Browns against Jets. The Browns are favored by nine points. I get a Jets won last week, but nobody saw that win happening, and I, I think it's an anomaly. And I don't think they want to win anymore. It's just going to push them down and down in their draft rankings. So I'm going to take the Browns over here, minus nine. I don't think the Jets can stop the Browns' run game. I think the uh, uh, Browns are going to get a lead and just hold on to it because Jets can't score on the Browns. Browns also have a pretty decent defense. Those are my four.
0: Nice. Um, I'm going to start things off. Um, I'm going to take the Rams, actually, this week. I think the Rams, after last week, losing to the Jets, it's going to be a big game for them to bounce back. I think they're going to, so I got the Rams plus one. Um, Next up, I have the Atlanta Falcons in this so they're playing the Kansas City Chiefs on the road. Chiefs are an 11-point favorite. The Chiefs haven't won by more than a touchdown in like six straight weeks. I think the Chiefs are slowly due for a loss at some point before the season ends. I don't think it's going to be this week, but I think it's going to be closer than 11. I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Next up, I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns, just like you, Kev. Um, I don't. I think the Jets got their one win. Now they're back down to being destroyed. I think the Browns' running game is going to be too much for the Jets to handle. I think they're going to run it a ton. They're going to control time of possession. I got the Cleveland Browns minus nine. And then, last but not least, I got the Tennessee Titans. They're playing the Green Bay Packers on the road. I think the Tennessee Titans... I think they're going to keep it close. I don't think they're going to lose this game by a ton. I think the Tennessee Titans might even win outright because of Derrick Henry, and it's the winner. And Derrick Henry is going to run a ton. So I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans plus 3.5. That's my last few picks.
1: I'm adding the Tennessee Titans to my card as well. I have one Tennessee over there. That's a great pick by you. Incredible pick by you. Because it's a heavy snow day. I'm sorry? No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. Heavy snow day, a lot of wind really mm-hmm. cold um and Rodgers receivers they are still you know other than uh, adams really uh you know a lot of those guys they're still young they're they're mm-hmm. they might not be used to the cold weather playing and all that except for chase clay no no that's that's no forget about that forget what i said but um it's gonna be a run heavy game and the best running back in this game is the titans i'm gonna take mm-hmm. the titans that's a great pick by you plus 3.5 i'm adding that to my
0: I also really like the Washington football team this week, but we're gonna we're gonna get to that with uh, John's okay. poor pick in a second. Um, John, are you ready to go to close us out?
2: Let's go, man. Let's make these picks John. as poor as possible. Okay,
0: um, let's let's can... start off with the Washington football team, then, shall we?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, Washington, one point favorite. Your quarterback Alex Smith is back. They're playing the Carolina Panthers at home. Who you got?
2: Panthers, baby, Panthers.
0: Yeah, I'm taking Washington. Alrighty. I, I love, Kev, I love Washington in this game. I think McCaffrey's not playing. Alex Smith is back. Yeah. Good defense. I love this game. But um, Gibson's I don't know if Gibson's playing. He might, but they have like 10 other running
1: backs who catch passes. So go ahead, Kev. Okay, next untouched game. We have the Giants versus the Ravens. The Ravens are home. The Ravens look really good as of late uh, after the poop, uh, they looked really good. Um, uh, minus 10.5 is what Ravens are favorited against uh, as at home. Who are we taking?
2: Ooh. I think I'm going to go with the Ravens on that one.
1: Huh. Okay. I, I just have a feeling.
0: hmm right. Okay. Next, next up, we're going to take – let's go with the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are at home. They're playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles are a 2.5-point favorite.
2: Man, I got to go with the Cowboys on that one, too.
1: Damn. Honestly, I will take the Eagles. I will take the Eagles here, too. Jalen Hurts actually looks really good. It looks really mm. good. Um, okay, last but not least, we have the Broncos versus Chargers. All righty. Uh, Chargers are at home. Um by three points, Broncos versus Chargers. Who are we taking over here?
2: I gotta go with the Chargers, man. Home team.
1: Chargers won two
0: in a row, right? Yeah, they have. Nice, good for them. Um, okay. They're due for a loss. Due for a loss. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. Um, on that note, we should probably wrap this one up. Yes, good sir. Um, we'll be back next week when we're gonna we're gonna do a ton more overreacting to the NBA season when the when the Houston Rockets play their first two games of the season. Um, so, we'll be back. Till then, com your spot for the best basketball content on the web. com your spot for the hottest basketball merch on the web. Until next week, peace.
2: Peace.